Welcome back to the Beyond Macros podcast, a show where we teach you how to get leaner, stronger, and perform better through nutrition, movement, and the art of inner work. If you are on our email lists, have gone through our free macro counting mini course, or downloaded our free calorie and macro calculator worksheet at beyondmacros.com slash worksheet, you may have received an email recently about how I can't trust myself anymore. I've taken action and built some trust back up with myself over the last few weeks and wanted to share with you my experience. If you read the email, awesome. I will do a quick recap and then get to some action items. If you missed that email or you haven't downloaded any of our free resources yet, I highly recommend going to beyondmacros.com worksheet now and getting started today. Before we get into the episode, here is Larry Miller to talk about his experience as a Beyond Macros client who has lost a significant amount of weight and taken his fitness back after years of neglect. I truly believe he'll stay on the right path for the rest of his life. I joined Beyond Macros at the end of March of this year, right after the Open. I'm turning 40 this year. I had a large schedule of Spartan races, 5Ks, half marathons all lined up, plus my normal training for CrossFit. Plus, I own a very successful Italian pizza restaurant um, that keeps me busy for, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day on top of training. I knew I needed something more, and the coaching at Beyond Macros has really helped me meet my goals, stay healthy, stay active, and more. Um, Working with Matt and Coach Frank, I've dialed in what I need for calories every day, what I need for protein. You know, I, I always had trouble hitting my carbs. I always had trouble hitting my fats. Those haven't been a problem. Uh, after our initial consultation on the phone, I found out I wasn't even eating enough. And they, they dialed it in. Knowing how to cook helps a little bit, but they really helped me get where I needed to go. I lost a total of eight inches on my body. I lost over 20 pounds. Um, I feel better than ever. And my 5K time dropped by almost five minutes. All my lifts went up. All my Metcons got better and better. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing where we go in the future. We're through the first 12 weeks now, and I'm looking forward to what the recovery phase brings and what we can bring for the future as I try to reach my goals. Um, and it's like having a team with me trying to get to those goals. So I look forward to it. You know, if you haven't checked it out, check out Beyond Macros. They're awesome. And here's my story. You may remember from episode 33 that I committed to three simple changes that helped me lose 10 pounds in six weeks and set an all-time mile PR at five minutes. To be completely honest, losing weight is the easy part of the process. I'm not saying that to frustrate people who have been struggling to lose weight. I'm saying that because what happens after you lose weight is probably 10 times the battle of the weight loss itself. One such struggle that I discussed is during a fat loss period, you're motivated by the scale moving. It reinforces behaviors that you've committed to. And when the weight loss period is over and it's time to maintain your weight, that external motivation is gone. It's easy to throw up your hands at that point and think, if the scale isn't moving, why am I even tracking or following these habits anymore? It becomes easy to loosen the reins and slip up just a little bit more. You get to eat more after all, so how much damage can one little slip up have? If you weigh 10 pounds less, you have a little bit more room for error, right? And to add to this fuck it-itis as I call it, you just can't trust the signals from your body anymore. 
The important thing to know is that fat is an asset in nature. It's energy stored for when you can't find food. When you lose weight, your body thinks you're doing a shit job of finding food, so it's going to do its best to keep you at homeostasis. Homeostasis, in this case, is maintaining its precious gold mine of energy in the form of body fat. There are a number of situations where we might misinterpret the signals from our bodies. And in a modern world, that's even more the case. These survival signals that our body blesses us with are no longer relevant. Food is highly abundant and highly palatable. And I'm not immune to the mixed signals my body is sending just because I own a nutrition coaching company. The example that I recently experienced is that I lost 10 pounds in preparation for Tough Mudder X, and as soon as the competition was over, my body seemed to lose its ability to send satiety signals. I could eat a massive meal, and still my body would be saying, go to the pantry, just cap the meal off with a little snack. Even though I know better and resisted most nights, there was one night last week that haunts me. I had a long day, and after a big dinner, ended up staring at a bag of bean chips in the pantry. I just ate one at first, and then another single chip, and another single chip, and then the next thing I knew, I housed the entire bag, one chip at a time, and I chalked it up to, eh, it was a long day, I guess my body needed it. But then the next day wasn't a long day. It was a pretty standard day. It was a rest day. And when I saw that bag of chips in the pantry, the same pattern was set off in my brain. I shut it down because I had more willpower in the tank, but this is a dangerous game because willpower isn't always there. And if you've just had three months of meticulous tracking in my fitness pal or have been following a diet, you're probably going to be fantasizing about being able to eat intuitively or whatever you want. But Unfortunately, as we've just seen, we can't always trust those signals from our body in a modern world. When food was scarce, decreasing those satiety signals was an important survival mechanism to get us to top off our tank and build back up that store of energy. But in a modern world, that's a slippery slope. Food is abundant and some really bad patterns can creep back in. Maintaining weight loss can be difficult. We've got this mismatch between our body's survival signals and our modern environment. Add to that the difficult fact that the scale isn't moving anymore to motivate you. And you're also eating more during a maintenance phase or after a dietary phase, so you feel you can be looser with your tracking and things shouldn't get thrown off too bad. So I want to share with you some of the steps I've taken to avoid regaining the 10 pounds that I've lost. And none of them actually have to do with macros. First, I've begun to eat one mindful and slow meal per day after my talk with Amy, the spiritual nutritionist, in last week's episode. I tell clients to do this all the time, and yet I wasn't doing it myself. I was getting very hasty with my meals because I had a lot on my plate, pun intended. Between work and building a van, I almost wished I could just drink my meals down and get back to work. Now, I eat one meal per day where I am completely present with it, and I savor the flavors in every single bite. I put the fork down between bites, and I chew well, and I put my eyes and my attention on the way the food looks, my nose on how it smells, and I do my best to avoid other thoughts that sometimes cause me anxiety, like what I will have to do after the meal is over. 
This really increases my pleasure and satisfaction with the meal. Second, I have worked on my eye for portion sizes for a long time. I tracked macros consistently for about six years, and I know what the right portions of food look like for me. I have been constructing meals that fit how much I know I need to eat and stick to those meals at meal times. I also have put them on a small plate, so it feels like I'm eating a lot. And that's made me a little bit more satisfied after meals because eating off of big plates was a bad habit that I started getting into. And big portions started to look normal or small. If you haven't developed your eye for portion sizes yet, you can actually buy meal prep containers that have like usually these three areas for different portions, like one for your protein, one for your vegetables, and one for your carbs. And that can be a really helpful visual guide as well as calibrating portion sizes to your hand. And third, and this is the last one, I'm traveling right now, which will help me break my pantry pattern. When I walk into my kitchen hungry, bored, or tired, there was a pattern where I'd go to the pantry for a chip or a small piece of dark chocolate. There was this subconscious pattern that started emerging, and I was starting to find myself in the pantry without even thinking about it. It was just this automatic thing that was happening. Taking myself out of that home environment was one important step. I'm no longer unnecessarily snacking on the road because that food just isn't there. If I weren't traveling, what I'd do is remove the offending foods from my environment. You won't find any chips in my van. I will also go ahead and set up a negative incentive. We are pain or loss avoiding creatures, so I will set up a negative incentive, kind of like a punishment for giving in to the call of the pantry. Something that I would do is like, maybe no coffee for the day if I go into the pantry. Or if it's late at night, no coffee the next day. And then I have to make the decision. Do I want my coffee or do I want that chip? And usually coffee wins. Between these three simple steps, I am able to not only avoid the yo-yo effect of weight loss, but I am able to get more enjoyment out of my food and feel secure about my personal power to change my habits. I'm curious what steps you've taken in the past to successfully avoid the yo-yo effect or what you plan on doing to avoid the yo-yo effect after listening to this episode. You can leave a comment at beyondmacros.com slash 38 or on Instagram at beyondmacros. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get more delivered to your phone automatically every Thursday. And we always appreciate a nice review on iTunes. So next week, I bring on Coach Ray Scott, who's been with Beyond Macros since day one and is a grade A coach. She just finished up her functional diagnostic nutrition training about two months ago and I interviewed her about her experience running labs on herself and on her own healing journey. Plus, we also will learn how she is integrating these lessons as a coach. You won't want to miss this episode. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you again next week.